Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm your host, Callie Chisholm, one of the 2021 Ernest C. Hines interns at Good Faith Media. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast released twice a month in which we focus on one of our book authors at Good Faith Media. We've published more than 100 titles under our Nurturing Faith book imprint, and we invite you to check them out at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Today's guests are Dr. Mike Queen, Pastor Emeritus from First Baptist Church, Wilmington, and Reverend Jane Davis, Associate Pastor of Discipleship at First Baptist Church, Wilmington. They are the authors of Hopeful Imagination, and they are joining us from North Carolina. Thank you both for being with us today. Good to be here. So the first question we'll jump into, uh, Jane, if you could, could you tell our listeners what the book is about? Well, Hopeful Imagination is uh, really about telling the stories of First Baptist Church over a period of time, but not for their own sake, uh, but for the sake of sparking the imagination of other church leaders, of providing some uh, questions to help them think about how God is at work in their midst and what God might be doing and how that might lead to the future that God is calling them to. And Mike, what inspired this book? How did this come about? I always swore I would never write a book, uh, so you got to be careful what you say you won't do. But um, in two, early 2010, we as a staff began to talk about what we needed to do. We were getting calls every month from similar churches, old downtown churches that wanted to come and see what was going on at First Baptist Wilmington. We were downtown with a tiny little parking lot with 27 cars and and yet we were in two services, we were averaging over 800 in worship. And, it, you know, it sort of got to the point where people wanted to come and see what, what was happening and what we were doing. And, and they did, um, but they were wearing us out. Uh, every weekend, it seemed like we had another uh, crowd rolling in. And so in a staff retreat, we, we thought maybe we would just put the word out and do a conference and Anybody who wanted to come, they could all come at one time. We'd do it one time and be done with it. And our hopes, our wildest hopes were that we might have 100 people show up. And we ended up with 350 people from eight states and multiple denominations. And we had some partners who did it with us. And uh, in the aftermath of that, to two or three people, uh, George Bullard, Eddie Hammett, Buddy Sheridan, just kept saying, you've got to, you got to write a book about this. You've got to put, put it together. And uh, reluctantly, uh, I agreed to do that. And, um, and I feel very comfortable telling the story of First Baptist, but I didn't know what to do with it. And, and that's when I asked Jane to help me because she's a wonderful writer and thinker and minister in her own right. And at the end of each chapter, each chapter tells a story of something that took place in the life of the church. And then at the end of that chapter is two or three pages of commentary and questions put together by Jane under the rubric of cultivating hopeful imagination, taking our story and, and knowing that that's not anybody else's story, that's ours, but asking a series of questions and inviting people to look around their own community and their own church and, and see how that story might speak to their story and how they might cultivate hopeful imagination uh, in, in their own setting. Hmm. Jane, is there anything you want to add to that question? 
it gave us a chance to also put these stories together for our own congregation. You know, we realized that while they experience these events, you don't always recognize them in real time. And so being able to hear them uh, together has been a really great thing. And Jane, could you also uh, talk a little bit about how you two met? So Mike and I were on staff together for, I guess, 10 or 11 years. Um, I was working in nonprofit work. And, um, but had felt a call to ministry over a long period of time. And we moved from New York City, my husband and I, to Wilmington, North Carolina. And I, I worked in homeless work. And we were looking for a church. And our only criteria was we were not going to be in a Baptist church. We would go to any other church, but we were not going to go to a Baptist church. My husband had had a not a positive experience. And so that was our story. And we were sticking to it. And um, you know, fast forward, lo and behold, we ended up at First Baptist Church and ended up at Campbell Divinity School, and I ended up a Baptist minister on staff, and um, so that was where Mike and I met and, um, and began working together. When Jane and um, uh, another woman, Jeannie Troutman, joined our staff the same, on the same day, I think, uh, they both came as part-time uh, folks and ended up becoming full-time and changed the entire dynamic of our staff and our church and uh, in, in wonderful and, and positive ways. And uh, Jane, uh, Jane invested herself in the work that we were about, um, took on some amazing challenges and uh, uh, continuously produced at a high level. And, uh, uh, just was a, a respected and valued member of the, the staff and, and clearly was the person to help with the writing of the book because she, she brings an eye to all of that uh, from another denominational tradition and um, just saw us in ways that sometimes those of us who were so ingrained in the church didn't see ourselves. And so uh, she proved invaluable at at helping us navigate all the things that happened, particularly over those last 10 or 15 years. We'll be right back with more of Good Faith Reads in about 30 seconds. Lot Carey is proud to bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest pastors coast to coast. Our new podcast, Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving, delivers wisdom from the Black church for the whole church. Find us wherever you get your podcast, or listen online at lotcary.org. That's L-O-T-T-C-A-R-E-Y dot org. We look forward to the pilgrimage with you. Welcome back to Good Faith Reads. Today, we're joined remotely by Mike Queen and Jane Davis, authors of the Good Faith Media book, Hopeful Imagination. I'm Callie Chisholm, one of the 2021 Ernest C. Hines interns at Good Faith Media. Mike, could you start by talking a little bit about the writing process and what it's like writing a book with two authors? We spent a good bit of time choosing the stories that we wanted to tell. There are a couple of stories in the book that are just foundational to everything else that happened. Um, my encounter with a woman named Evelina Williams, who changed my life and 
taught me about the power of prayer in a way that I had never known before. We also, per, on, on the city block we were, we were on in Wilmington, was the first Baptist church in the New Hanover County Jail. And we bought the old jail and converted it into a ministry center. And all of the things that are wrapped up in that story are really foundational to hopeful imagination. And so Jane and I sat down, we mapped out the stories that we were going to tell. And I wrote those stories and obviously she edited my, my, my stories, but uh, essentially that's what I did. There are a couple of exceptions where Jane uh, was involved with somebody in our jail ministry and uh, was, was involved there and had a part of the story to tell for herself. But at the end of each chapter, as I said earlier, she, she wrote the, um, the material on cultivating hopeful imagination. How do you hear this story and now talk about it in, in terms of my church, uh, my city, my circumstance? And uh, those questions, and, and some of those are longer and some of those are shorter pieces at the end, but um, they have been a real value for people who want to take the book and use it uh, in, a, in a classroom setting or, or in a group on a Wednesday night or whatever. And, and it forces them to talk about their church and their setting. And so that's what Jane brought to the process. Jane, could you talk a little bit about that and your process writing that portion? Mike is such a great storyteller, and I think it was really key that all the stories were in his voice over this period of time. And so, um, you know, as, as he would give me chapters, um, I, on the one hand, got to relive some of those stories again, which often would inspire fresh questions in me as to, um, you know, how was God at work here? How did we see God at work? A lot of the times we didn't know you know, what was happening in real time. It was looking back over it. And so um, I got to sit with those chapters and those stories and just really um, see what the spirit brought up. I, I use a framework uh, give for people to, as they hear these stories, to see what is, you know, what kinds of groans of the spirit, where does it make you think about what's challenging in your own setting or what are some of the things that really lift your spirit? And, and so I really went through that same process myself and thought about, you know, how did, how did I um, see where God is at work and, and what would it cause me to do now? I still look at those questions some years later and look at them in a new light. Um, Mike, could you talk to us about what the biggest challenges congregations are facing and how these challenges are addressed in Hopeful Imagination? First, I need to say that Hopeful Imagination was not some program we implemented or even some plan. Um, we actually didn't write the book until I had retired. And it was, it truly was a retrospective. It was looking back and seeing what God had done in our midst. And I, as Jane mentioned a moment ago, I'm not sure we were fully aware in the moment of everything that was happening because there was so much happening in the life of the church and so many moving parts. But having retired and then looking back, um, it, it was an amazing story. And um, we got energized by that. And we wanted, the, the only purpose in writing the book was to help other churches because uh, 
Church work is hard work. It, it, there's nothing easy about it. There's nothing automatic about it. And uh, we talk in the book a lot about intentionality. Uh, you have to be intentional about things. But when we look at the stories, and Jane was great at pointing this out, the things that happened, so many of them came out of left field. I mean, the people we encountered, the things that happened, were, were not part of some great plan. And um, I think for us, it came down to a realization of what we had done. We had paid attention to what was going on around us and took advantage of some opportunities. And, you know, Jane always asked me, what, why did you return the call to Miss Evelina? Uh, I, why did you go to her house one day for a prayer meeting? I don't know. <laughs> I just did. And, uh, and it changed my life and our church. I think churches tend to think this is the way we do church. This is who we are. They are bound sometimes by principles and certainly we all should have principles. And there are certain things that ought not be negotiable. But I think one of the things we learned over time was that if we paid attention to what was going on around us, God was up to a lot of things that were not on our agenda. And I think God is still at work in, in the, the world. I think sometimes churches and ministers tend to play it safe. I did that for a long time. First Baptist Wilmington is an old traditional church founded in 1808, been in the sanctuary since the Civil War. Um, we, we were proud of the way we did things. And we did them the same way every week. And that's not the case today. It, it's, a, it's a very vibrant and different kind of place. And it didn't happen because we just made a dis one decision. It, it was a process. And I think churches today need to take the long view and, and not look for a quick fix to whatever they may perceive their problems or issues to be. Um, there's a title of a book, uh, a long obedience in the same direction. And that was sort of what happened for us. We, we just kept pounding away doing the things that we felt called uh, to do and taking advantage of the opportunities. And, and I think that that's what churches need to do today as, as they present themselves. Jane, would you like to add on to that? For our congregation right now, I mean, we are only, have been back regathering for worship for about two months and you know life on this side of a global pandemic we can only pray we're on this side of a global pandemic but I mean after so much upheaval and uncertainty I would say there is still a lot of uncertainty as to what's ahead um, for church life how are things going to be different and that can provide a lot of anxiety for folks and I think one of the things we learned about hopeful imagination is we believe that God is calling us into God's future. And so there's always hope, you know, Mike is classically known for the line, the best is yet to be in our congregation. And, and we believe that. And so we can't always be thinking our best days are behind us because then um, we don't have hope. Um, but to have imagination 
you really have to trust in that future and trust in God's presence there because otherwise you're just holding on so tight to whatever is going to give you a sense of stability. And, you know, we're finding right now that, that there are new things emerging that we would not see if we were just trying to get everything back to the way it used to be. And so, as Mike said, God is, is always up to what God wants to be doing in our midst. And sometimes we are so set on our own agenda, we don't see it. And whether that's out of fear or inertia or whatever. And so, you know, for me, hopeful imagination is, is staying open-handed and, you know, keeping our eyes open to what might be an unexpected path that God is, is creating. So an important note for all of our listeners, we at Good Faith Media are always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with an experienced team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. If you have a book proposal you'd like to run by us, you can head on over to goodfaithmedia.org bookstore for more information. Once again, that's goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. So Mike, before we end the episode today, I wonder if you might read us a sentence or two or an excerpt from the book that you think is important for listeners to hear. Sure. We stole the title of our book uh, from Walter Brueggemann. And uh, Dr. Brueggemann had written a book um, about some Old Testament prophets. And he called his book Hopeful Imagination. And as we look back at our stories, we realized that that captured for us what we had been about. We did believe the best was yet to be. And so there was the hope part. And the imagination was wrapped up in taking some chances, risking some things, doing things new and different, and, and, and allowing ourselves to be surprised. Um, but in the beginning of that book, he wrote a, a paragraph that I, that I will read to you. So these are Brueggemann's words, and then I'll have a commentary at the, at the, just a brief commentary at the end of it. But these words were written 35 or 40 years ago, and I believe they are more uh, pertinent today than they were even then. So Brueggemann wrote, my sense is that ministry of the American church is in many ways fatigued and close to despair. That is so because we are double-minded. On the one hand, we have some glimpses of the truth of God's gospel, and we see where it may lead us in terms of social reality. On the other hand, the church is so fully enmeshed in the dominant values of our culture that freedom for action is difficult. In any case, it is evident that ministry will be freed of fatigue, despair, and cynicism only as we are able to see clearly what we are up to and then perhaps able to act intentionally. Such intentionality is dangerous and problematic, but when and where the church acts with such freedom and courage, it finds the gift of new life is surprisingly given. And then my comment after that was, again and again, we found Brueggemann's word, words to be true for us. By no means were we always intentional as we could or should have been. We could have taken more risks. We could have been far bolder. But we were an old downtown church in a southern city that was quite, quite content with things as they were. And yet we were able to experience that gift of new life. It soon became obvious that our story, as limited as it was, held some interest for others. 
we offered the conference and the book for those who were fatigued and close to despair. Our guest today on Good Faith Reads has been Mike Queen and Jane Davis, authors of Hopeful Imagination. The book, along with more than a hundred other titles, is available as both a print book and ebook at goodfaithmedia.org/bookstore. Mike and Jane, we appreciate you being our guests today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks.